Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Responsible Donut 219 and says, Am I the arsehole for asking my boyfriend to say hi to my dead mum? We're away since boyfriend knows my other account. Context, mum, 50 at the time, died a year ago to numerous health issues. We have a cremated and on our mantle above the fireplace. So my male 20, new boyfriend, male 23, of three months came over to my house for the first time to spend the night. And to get to my bedroom, you have to walk through the living room, which has the mantle. As we pass by it, I say, say hi to mum by force of habit, since it's a thing with my friends where when they'd come over, they'd either find my mum to say hi or I'd go say, say hi to mum. And that didn't stop after she died. It just stuck and they'd go, hey, Opie's mum. So I say that to him and he stops walking and looks around. We're completely home alone and the living room doesn't have the lights on, so he doesn't see her urn immediately. I laugh and point at the urn and just start walking again, but he stops and looks at me with a half-concerned, half-annoyed expression. I ask what's wrong and he annoyedly asks, why would you tell me to say hi to her? Why wouldn't you tell me she's dead before this? And I was puzzled. The topic of her death never came up in the last few months of us dating. Plus, we'd only known each other for a few months before dating and never got super close. So I didn't think of mentioning it and I didn't think it was a big deal, so I told him that. He said I'm an arsehole for springing my mum's death on him and then laughing about it. I only chuckled because I thought it was silly he actually looked around for her. I wasn't laughing at her death. I don't know if I'm the arsehole, but maybe it wasn't the best way to tell him about her death. But if her lights were on, he'd absolutely would have seen the urn as it's decorated and has fairy lights that we turn on at night. I think since he was supposed to spend the night, he would have seen it when he got up for water or something. He didn't end up spending the night and left shortly after. This was yesterday and he texts me good morning today, but hasn't texted otherwise. Am I the arsehole? Opie responds to some comments, so clarifying the tradition with his friends, Opie says truthfully, I'm not expecting him or anyone honestly to keep up with the tradition in any way. I honestly don't invite many people who aren't my friends over, so it was just in my brain from what me and my friends do. I do feel bad for blindsiding him, but I didn't expect such a reaction. A question about why didn't Opie tell him earlier and then more information on the mum as well. Opie says exactly, my mother has been sick her whole life and my whole life with an incurable disease. And as a child, I got so used to explaining exactly what it was and how it works and all of that. It's exhausting saying, yeah, my mum has this and seeing everyone go pity mode and try to coddle me when it didn't affect me as badly as most assume it would. And to answer the last part, 
neither of us had failed into our familial lives. I know he has a sister and that's really it. I just assume if someone doesn't bring something up, I don't need to ask about it and be brought up when or if they want to. And now learning that is not how people normally act. Certain topics really just don't come up in conversations, not just with him in general, with me. When the year mark happened in August, we weren't dating, merely both in the same courses in school, so I didn't go to him about it, but to my friends, so it never came up. Someone says to OP that you trust this guy enough to be intimate with him, but not tell him about your mum. OP says, strangely enough, this is about the fifth comment I've seen making assumptions on our sex life. Weirdly enough, I guess the Reddit community are not super brazen about the topic of sex, like I am apparently with death. So we're just exclusive, not intimate yet. Plus finals has sort of killed any of our energy to do anything but study. I'm reading comments and they're all going back and forth, but I'm understanding others react to death way differently than I anticipated, so I'm understanding why he could have reacted how he did. And there's an update in the same post and a full update as well, so we're going to cover some comments first. And there might be an overlap with the update in the same post and the comments, so just be aware of that. In the comments, Artistic Son says, you're the arsehole. That would feel weird. It's not like he had a relationship with her. If you wanted to make him part of the ritual, you needed to tell him she's dead before inviting him over. And how you and your friends still talk to her. And based on his reaction to that, you could ask if he wants to meet her. Not everyone talks to dead loved ones, so asking him to talk to a dead stranger was assuming a lot. Butter my parsnip says no one's an arsehole here. There's nothing wrong with having a fun little tradition where you say hi to your mum. But expecting every newcomer to the household to also do it is a little strange. I personally wouldn't. I would apologize for blindsiding him and explain it's a bit of a family thing and you don't expect him to do it. Unless you do expect him to do it, then I'd reevaluate my no one's an arsehole here rating. Roxa replies to that comment saying, you've normalized it and that's okay. Do not let Reddit make you feel like less for how you cope with the trauma of losing a parent. It's not anyone's place to tell you how to grieve and deal. I'd apologize to him, but just tell him it wasn't a joke. This is just how you are with people you care about. If he can't accept that, you aren't compatible. And that's okay too. Acorn Posey replies to that comment and says, it's not telling him how to deal or grieve. He's welcome to deal however he pleases and saying hi to his mum is fine. The asshole behavior is not giving his boyfriend a heads up. I'm sure if she'd mentioned the months of dating him that his mum was dead, he'd have been happy to join in. That could have been a fun meet the parents moment, but instead he probably felt like a butt of the joke and completely blindsided. Low Broccoli says, no one's an arsehole here. I think your tradition is sweet. I can also see why your boyfriend would be blindsided by the situation as it happened. I do feel it would have been good to mention the situation beforehand, but people deal with grief in different ways, so it's understandable why you didn't bring it up. I think it's worth to have an honest conversation about the situation and give some acknowledgement of your boyfriend's feelings and i hope you will make an effort to do the same for you because that's the mature thing to do in my opinion radiant ability says you're the arsehole you blindsided him with a tradition you had never explained and laughed at his confusion how would you not be the arsehole here it's never okay to put someone in a position where they don't know what's expected of them and why and then laugh at them when they don't know what the hell is happening now, I have to say that the post was flagged as a you're the arsehole, but scrolling through the majority of the top comments, there's a lot of not the arsehole. There are some you're the arseholes there, of course. There's a lot of no one's an arsehole here and not the arseholes at the same time. And for me, this was a no, no one's the arsehole here kind of, kind of post for me because it just felt like communication issue. 
I think if I was OP in that situation and my partner look offend, looked offended or upset, I would certainly acknowledge their feelings, you know. And personally think it's a pretty sweet thing anyway. I had a fairly similar situation and I've spoke about it in the past and, and, and people sort of said you're like absolutely mad, need therapy, all this kind of stuff. But not everyone, of course, most people were very, very supportive. But I spoke a lot about grief on this channel because from about 2019 onwards, <laughs> for the next three years onwards, there was absolutely chaos of, of losing loved ones to various cancers. And around that time, I had just started a new job. And, you know, telling my boss the first time that I need some time off because we just lost, we're losing a family member, etc., etc. Then at the funeral, then straight after that, another family member was told that she didn't have long to live. I was dealing with that. Then there was a funeral. And then my dad got mesothelioma. And that was like a year long in various care, hospital trips, you know, treatments. It was a lot. And at the same time, I was thinking, oh, God, what my bosses, what must my bosses be thinking? And, you know, fair play to my boss at the time. They were very super empathetic. They always said to me, you take what time you need. You do what you need to do. But then, of course, my mind plays games on me and going, are they genuine or are they just saying that? Because you kind of have to say that in that situation, don't you? Although I've heard some nightmare bosses as well when I've told this story in the past. But my bosses were genuinely empathetic and an understanding of the situation which was wonderful and this might sound like really dark but like after we had already lost like two family members and my dad was diagnosed with mesothelioma which is like asbestos based cancer i remember having this conversation with my boss at the time and saying gonna how much time i need etc i said oh i just need like a week for this moment because my dad was having some like many many treatments at the initial stages of it I'd have a lung drain and all this kind of stuff put in. And during this conversation with my boss, I sort of chuckled at the end of it. And I, I made a joke about losing so many people in such a short amount of time in front of my boss. And I remember the look on his face like he didn't laugh. He was just like, oh, shit, what do I do here kind of thing? And then that was we were sort of outside at the time. And then I went to lunch and I came back and I had to say, look, sorry, man, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. And he said, no, no, no. And he was totally understanding and said, look, we all deal with it in different ways, etc., etc." And I, I totally agree with that. We all deal with grief and losing someone in certain ways. But like I always say, as long as you're dealing with it a healthy way, I don't believe there's there's a wrong way to deal with it. And I can also understand, you know, the boyfriend in this one being a little taken aback and like, whoa, hold on a second. That's um, that's some news to me and taking a moment to process it and, and, you know, just being a bit a little bit shocked, maybe. But I don't think it's a huge issue in the end. I don't think it's something that's going to destroy their relationship, etc., etc. I think it's just one of those communication issues that are always like super heightened around sort of like death and grieving etc loads of people you know just don't know how to deal with it many people haven't faced death firsthand and and, and seen it and i remember in my young years i was absolutely petrified of losing someone so yeah just be understanding of everyone's feelings <laughs> but op did put the update in the same post and says Jesus Christ, this has gotten way more attention than I thought it would. Let me clarify a few things. Also, there's a further update on my page. Another clarification since everyone is assuming I invited him over for sex. The spend the night request was not based sexually. I'm home alone for two days due to other familial reasons and I'm generally an anxious guy, so I wanted someone home with me. My friends are out of town for holiday, so I invited my boyfriend over so he doesn't celebrate Christmas and had no plans. 
One, I am not expecting him or anyone else who comes into my house to say hi to her. Fuck's sake, even my own siblings don't do this. It's literally just something between me and my friends. Two, when I said I laughed because I thought it was silly, he looked for her. I didn't mean I thought it was funny. I guess my wording was just off. I thought since we're about four feet from the urn, he'd see it in his peripheral view. And another thing is people think I was mad about his reaction. I wasn't, I was just confused. Three, for your information, I'm a guy. I have no idea why everyone thinks I'm a girl, despite the fact that I've had 20 mail in the first few lines of the post since I posted it last night. And also being gay has nothing to do with this. In our area, nearly everyone is accepting of LGBT+. So it's assumed our parents are as well. So therefore, the topic of parents and family accepting hasn't come up. I've yet to meet his parents as well. Four, and when I say certain topics never come up, I mean it. I'm sure the other comment I made is buried by now, but my mum was the first death I've ever experienced in my family. Sounds strange, I know. My family isn't big, and really the only people who have died did when I was less than five, so it's not in my memory. I don't really talk about my family life all that much to anyone. Not because I'm hiding it, I just rather focus on other topics. Even one of my closest friends didn't know about my mum remarrying until I posted about getting a suit for Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For it. And before we go on to the full update, just me buttoning again. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But yeah, absolutely what OP said there. Them saying that my mum was the first close death I experienced. I lost grandparents, etc. But I was very, very young when, when we lost them. Three of my grandparents, I was a baby. I have no memory of them whatsoever. I've only seen photos. I totally understand where OP is coming from. But OP comes in with their full post and says, honestly... Not sure anyone will see this as I can't post to the main sub, but here's an update in case anyone decides to check my account. Good lord. <laughs> the post went insane in the comments and it just got too long for me to feel like anyone would read an update. I had a long talk with my boyfriend. I showed him the thread and we read it through together. He felt bad that I was so conflicted about how I felt and then got berated by many of the internet. Even though around 90% of the comments were no one's an arsehole here, Lots of the you're the arseholes were weirdly personal attacks. Uh, figures. He said he only asked some friends about everything that happened, so he understands why I posted into the void for advice. I did think about going to my friends, but if we ended up resolving this, I didn't want their opinions of him to change. 
Long story short, he was initially incredibly taken off guard by my brazenness, which, as a commenter said, I should mention, really only happened because I feel comfortable with him to joke around, and I also cope with humor, and this was just a part of my routine. If it was anyone else, like someone from our school for instance, I wouldn't have said anything as we walked by, but he's becoming part of my routine, so it just happened habitually. He's allowed me to share this, but he isn't incredibly close with his family, so he would assume someone so close to me's death wouldn't be such an easy topic to talk about. But since my mum was sick for my whole life, I knew her death was inevitable, but in the beginning of her getting really sick, I had anticipatory grief. So I grieved hard when she was her sickest, and less so, but still incredibly hard, when she actually died. So I've dealt with her death and coped for months prior to getting close and dating him, so I didn't need that support from him which he's let me know he wishes I did. He also apologized for calling me an arsehole. I told him it hurt, but still forgave him, since in his eyes it felt disrespectful to my mum to joke. But he now understands that's how my family copes, and even if that's how he personally would cope, he shouldn't have gotten upset with me. His parents are both alive and well, and he just doesn't have contact with them. But like many commenters said family is a sore spot, and I learned the reasons why. He's come back to my house and we've been enjoying our night together after our talk. And he did eventually say hi to my mum and even apologise to her for being rude in front of her. I did tell him he doesn't need to say hi or anything to her but he insisted since he felt like an arsehole. Especially after talking with his friends and while they agreed he was blindsided this would have just been resolved if we had a chat about it instead of him getting defensive. And if anyone was wondering... He didn't text me all day because he was one, in courses, and two, trying to figure out how to start this conversation with me. But eventually, once I knew his classes ended, I was the one who texted asking to talk. So, we have resolved our issue. He no longer thinks I'm an arsehole, even if Reddit does. I never thought he was one, just that his reaction was incredibly unexpected. But I understand now, of course. Miscommunication happens to all of us every now and again. Man, I just relate into OP so much in this one story when OP was talking about when, you know, they had anticipatory grief. And it sounds bizarre because it's so obvious, but I didn't know that's what people called it. It was an actual, an actual thing until I read this story because that's absolutely how I felt with my mum. I knew something was wrong all the way up till she told us that she only had like a couple of weeks to live. But we just, me and... And my brothers, we just sort of felt something was there until we had the incredibly tough talk with her and then discovered all this stuff going on. But when, you know, my mum did eventually pass and we had that phone call, I felt very sort of pragmatic or, or you know, something like that. It just, it hurt, but it didn't hurt in the way that I thought it was going to. I felt like I'd done all my grieving up to that point. And in that moment, all I felt about is looking after my family and making sure they're okay hell i like i'm not i'm not saying it to be like oh mark praise the day or anything like that but i remember when they came to collect her body and i i just like i could hear him struggling on the stairs and we you know we were sort of like shutting away in a back room so we couldn't so we couldn't see it or whatever but in that moment i was like you know fuck this kind of thing and i just had to go and help and like op said it hurts but i felt like i already grieved i already done my grieving and I could see my family was still very much was grieving in that moment. So my priority was to get things 
to look ahead and, and tackle things, especially for my dad in that moment. That was my biggest concern, how he was going to cope without our mum because she was like his rock, if you like. But then about a year after that, we found out about his diagnosis. But that's a, another story as well. You know me, I, I can talk about ages about grief. We get I get a lot of emails about grief and how I dealt with it, etc. I like being incredibly open about it. If it even helps one person, it's just absolutely incredible for me. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now because I've gone on long enough. I'll try and make some timestamps down in the description for my rubbish. <laughs> and I have one more story from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit for a little New Year's Christmas related drama from Sober New Year's Wedding who says, Am I the Arsehole for last minute declining to go to a friend's wedding that is dry on New Year's Eve? My buddy, 33 male, is getting married to a girl that our friend group is not in love with. He loves her though, so we support him. We have known for months this was a New Year's Eve wedding. I RSVP'd yes months ago with my wife. Several friends and I operated under the assumption that there would be booze at the wedding, especially considering it's on New Year's Eve. Well, I found out yesterday that it is a dry wedding. Turns out it is because of his fiance and her family. I asked my wife if she knew this and said no and was pissed. I texted the groom buddy and asked. He confirmed this. I told him this is something you should have told us a long time ago. I told him that wife and I wouldn't be going. We want to spend the night drinking. I text the rest of my friends about this and oh boy, the group chat went off. This led to several more people backing out. This is not how a bunch of us expected to spend New Year's Eve. Really, the only ones that didn't back out are the four members of our 12 person group that are in the wedding room buddy reached out to me and went off pretty much he is now overspending on catering he's having 20 ish less guests show up than planned and this is all last minute i've been called an arsehole among other things for leading the charge and people not going to the wedding am i the arsehole even says this is one of those everyone sucks here for sure bride and groom suck for not making it clear that they're having a dry wedding on new year's eve you suck for backing out of the wedding you RSVP to without offering to cover your plate cost. Let them know that you would like to attend the wedding to show support, that you'll pay for the cost of the meal you no longer will enjoy because you and your wife will be attending an event that isn't dry. Many years ago, I went to a dry wedding the six of us at our table all planned in advance. Had drinks ourselves in flasks and we went outside to enjoy some liquid courage to get out on the dance floor and make it through speeches. You had things you could have done, especially with a group of eight friends who all wanted alcohol as well. Our win says you're the arsehole, even though I totally agree with you that you should have been informed in advance about the dry wedding, it's not right to cancel last minute for this reason. You can attend the ceremony in the reception for a couple of hours and then go elsewhere to drink. Weddings aren't meant for drinking all night, as you mentioned, they're for celebrating and supporting the couple. I think this is more about not liking the bride as this was the perfect excuse not to attend. When Bop says you're the arsehole this one night, you've already RSVP'd and you're backing out the week of. Hey, I was only willing to support and celebrate you and your marriage when I thought you were funding my New Year's Eve debauchery. Now that I know you're not, I'm out. Have a nice wedding and life, I guess. You to your friend, apparently. They should have been clear about the fact it's a dry wedding, but that transgression is so minor compared to yours that you still get the arsehole ruling all to yourself. At least Groom now knows you're not a real friend. You're the arsehole times three. 
He smiles, says, I mean, the friend is kind of an asshole for New Year's Eve wedding. That's the first problem. But also you're the asshole for skipping it because of the no booze at such late notice. Weddings are mad expensive these days. You could also pocket a flask and bounce once the dance begins, you know. Everyone sucks here. Not stating on the invite is not alcohol for an obvious drink and holiday wedding is a trash move. They knew what they were doing, trying to pull a fast one. Everyone sucks here. And one final comment from Future Direction who says, A dry wedding. That is fine. My niece had one. No one cared. A dry wedding on New Year's Eve? Sorry, but I will be leaving before the end so I can see the New Year in with a glass of bubbly. I would still attend the wedding. I would accept that the wedding reception was alcohol free, but I would not stay to the end. I would arrange to go somewhere where I could have a glass for midnight. We have been to Trafalgar Square for midnight. We only had one drink. We bought a half bottle of bubbly because we had to get home afterwards and our daughter was just one month old. But there is a difference between having a dry wedding, no problem, and insisting that everyone attending your wedding forego having a glass to toast the new year. If you have a New Year's Eve wedding, finish the reception at 11.30 so that those who want to welcome the new year can do so. I would go, but also leave before the end. I'm sure you can arrange somewhere nearby where a New Year's toast can be held. Talk to the caterers when you get there. They will know where they're going afterwards. And it was back and forth on this one. A lot of people saying, you know, a dry wedding is absolutely fine. And if you can't, you know, forego one night without a drink, etc., then that's a you problem. Other people saying, you know, but a dry wedding on New Year's Eve and being told about it last minute. Who knows? What do you guys make of this situation? What is your thoughts on it? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started